This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's hour number two of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. We are live in Surprise, where the Rangers are currently beating the Rockies 4-1. Kennedy has taken the hill for the Rangers. We were anticipating lighter and rocker. I guess that's coming up a little bit later on, Will Chuck? Yeah, they, they must be. I mean, Bochy said both are going to pitch today. So yeah. uh, we'll get Ian Kennedy in, and, and he'll get some work here. But yeah. they, we better get to see him soon. No, I was doing some pregame investigation and they didn't want them, you know, as the game wears on, you get number 92 with no name on his back. Mm-hmm. They would rather him face those guys sure. than the starting, than going through, like, the early lineup. Some confidence. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're very mindful of what's going on with this pitching staff. So, especially with Leiter and then Rocker as well. So, they'll, they'll be in this uh, game later uh, in the contest. But a possible opening day lineup look here for the Rangers. They've been hitting well. Simeon's two for two. A lot of good things are happening. You have the Mavs playing tonight, hoping to, you know, reverse their momentum and head in a good direction. And the combine is going on. Stephen Jones asked if they need to be more aggressive looking at what Philly did. He said, I'd like to hope we're always aggressive. I'd like to hope that we can make our team better. Obviously, the Philly deal was, I mean, hats off to them. They did a great job. So that does not sound like a more aggressive guy. He went on to talk about the quarterback, which, you know, uh, puts it on the QB to to play better, I I think is what he's hinting at there. Whatever the case, we got lots of time to talk about it, Chief. Yeah, we do. But that that whole quarterback thing, he's like, hey, it was Jalen Hurts just got so much better overnight. It was crazy, and that's what did everything. It's like, well, you don't think they helped him get better by putting immense talent around him with the best offensive line? No, what did they do? Like you, you trade a first Brown. round pick for AJ Brown. You go ahead, you get a Hassan Reddick. All of a sudden, James Bradbury is available. All right, let's go ahead and sign him. It, it wasn't by accident that Jalen Hurts had a really dang good year this no, year. No, they were uh, pretty darn aggressive in the off season, so that will help you quite a bit. And there is a home run, Charlie, for Blackman. Charlie Blackman, yeah, of uh, the Colorado Rockies. Chicks and... don't seem to be digging that dong ball quite as much as uh, the the one we saw earlier. No, Ian, from Frazier, Ian Kennedy giving up the long ball there, so it will be. Four Four to two. Oh, now it's four to four. It is four to four. That was a uh, four two. It is four, four two. two. It is four yeah. two. Okay, good. There was nobody on base. Sweet. Thank goodness. Ian Kennedy gives up a solo home run there. All right. So we're, as we await Lighter and Rocker to come into the game, I do have some Rangers nuggets for you. By the way, uh, what's the weirdest injury you guys have ever had? As we had Joe Musgrove of the Padres, he fractured his toe in the weight room, which sounds incredible. Incredibly painful. Like you have Ooh. a weight that Drop falls a weight. on the toe. Yeah, yes. he dropped a weight. There oh you go. Oh, my god. Seen that a bunch. He dropped a kettlebell on yeah. his foot. Seen that. That's what it was? Yes. Dang, dude. Oh, no. There. I would hate that to happen. Yikes. That's really, really bad. You hear horror stories of guys who have dropped, like, plates on while wearing sneakers and still, mm. like, literally taking their foot almost in half. Like, it could have probably been way worse for uh, for him. But that is that's a huge, huge bummer right there. 
There's a lot of random. I mean, how many? Did a times? guy drop a mirror on his toe one time? I, I thought there was somebody that that was yeah. moving a mirror and dropped it. it was a pitcher. I have to look it Probably up. Like cut himself up because yeah, the mirror it just ends dropped it on his foot. You know, and no, it just straight dropped. Jeez. You know, like the like a weight and something like that. Pretty. Pretty violent little injury. Well, you guys are familiar with if, if poker is a sport, my repetitive stress injuries yep. and carpal tunnel that I experienced. I also was born with what's called an umbilical hernia, which is where uh, when you're in the womb, you know, there's like a natural suture that runs from your chest to your uh, groin area and kind of uh, stitches up all of your organs inside your body cavity. Well, sometimes as the, uh, the fetus or embryo or whatever is developing, there's a little a bubble at the end, right? So as I'm coming up in age, 12, 14, 15, like sometimes if I'd hit a really ha- hard ab workout, like in the recovery, it felt like someone was taking a dagger and just burying Ooh. it in my lower stomach. Oh, no. Bro. And I was like, Mom, uh, Dad, I think something's wrong with me. And it usually happened after skiing, and skiing's an incredible like core workout. Core workout, yeah. yeah. So uh, I went to the doctor, and they're like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. You know, you could live with it, but we could take it out if you want to operate. So they did. Well, 877-881-1053 via the truckwreck.com text line. The Twolos, the Tubers as well. Let us know if you've uh, suffered some weird weight room injury or just oh, any, weight room. Yeah. And any bizarre, any bizarre room, injury. Weight room. Any bizarre yeah. injury. I see where you kind of put them together there. No, man. I get yeah. it. They, they, you know, I, I'm slurring my words here. I'm just drunk on sports over here. Uh, we gave up another solo home run, Ian Kennedy did. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, it's now four to three Rangers leading. All right. So CBS Sports put together their top 10 rotations. Rangers did crack the list. They're at number 10 Jeez. on here. As uh, he said, this is a tough one. CBS Sports. The upside's enormous to the point that it's possible the Rangers rotation leads the majors in war and ERA. Let's whatever go. you want to pick this season. But things could also fall apart. Jacob DeGrom has already dealt with an injury issue since the signing. But his upside is a unanimous Cy Young winner. We've seen what the best version of Nathan Nivaldi can be. Martin Perez was an all-star last season while posting a 2.89 ERA in nearly 200 innings, but he had a 5.15 ERA from 2018 to 2021. Andrew Heaney was great for the Dodgers last year when he wasn't injured, but that was the issue, and it has been a lot with Heaney. And they remain convinced that John Gray is capable of a huge season, but they've yet to see it. So there's a lot of upside, a lot of optimism. It's still some questions because of injury and projection there. But certainly the Rangers could end up being better than that. They've got the Dodgers at 8, the Rays at 9 as I skipped ahead of them. The Braves come in at 7, followed by the Phillies at 6. The top five rotations, the hated Houston Astros at 5. The Padres at four with Joe Musgrove, who hurt himself with that uh, weight room incident, and you Darvish. And then you've got the Brewers at three, the Yankees at two, and at number one with Verlander and Max Scherzer and Kodai Senga is the New York Mets. So we'll see. Hopefully the Rangers can, can stay healthy. They can climb up those ranks, but certainly a lot of excitement Do you there. feel like the Rangers, though, Zach, I mean, you, you see a lot of baseball. They, do you think the Rangers, if they didn't have the health questions, would be in the top five? Yes, yes absolutely. Dude, absolutely. I think everybody's hedging their bets on the Rangers. Yeah. They're all kind of keeping them in that level of like, oh, are they 10, are they 11, 12, somewhere around there because – Nobody's quite sure what's going on with this well, injury stuff, right? Because John Gray was absolutely fantastic last year when he wasn't hurt. And the issue was he was in and out of the lineup. He was in and out of the rotation. Then when he came back, he would struggle. And then he found his form again, and he, he would be a buzzsaw. Martin Perez, the question is the consistency. That's the only good year you've really seen in his career for the most part where he's been an all-star. Otherwise, it's been, as to the articles, born, 5-1-5 ERA 
from yeah. 2018 mm-hmm. to 2021. So there's question marks. Mm-hmm. Was that just a bloop on the radar? Mm-hmm. Or is Martin Perez going to be able to string that together? And then it's the injury issues with the other guys, mm-hmm. with Heaney and then with DeGrom. And then Nathan Evaldi, you pretty much know what you're going to get. But then he had kind of an up-and-down year a little bit last year with the Red Sox. So I think overall my projection is – for the most part, I think you're going to end up probably getting at some point DeGrom being realistic. will miss a little bit of time. I think that that's just the oh, history of his that. career. No, nothing serious, but you have like maybe one 10-day IL stint you know, at some point through the year. But I think for the most part, hopefully you do get health, and this will be a top-five rotation in all of baseball. Yeah, yeah, they stay healthy, and that's why uh, back at Christmas time, us when we were doing our Christmas gifts for all of our teams, we gave the we Rangers gave health. health specifically we gave health. to the rotation. We they sure did, did that. I think they, uh, and that's the the volatility that you have here. You're like, this could be maybe a top three rotation, or if things go injury haywire, this could be as bad as as anything. Now, CBS Sports also did breakout candidates for every team. For the Rangers, they're going with Glenn Otto, and it's mm. not as a starter. But it is as a reliever. He's got a chance to now be a reliever with the Rangers now bulking up their starting rotation. And I like this move for Glenn Otto because at times he pitched really well as a starter. And he was really good last year before he ended up having to go on the IL with a COVID stint. And then Mm. he just wasn't the same pitcher afterwards. But, you know, listening to Boach talk earlier today, he was like, yeah, we've got some of these veteran guys, whether it's a Dane Dunning, for instance, or a Glenn Otto, that absolutely I'd love to see them, you know, end up going into the bullpen. Maybe you can be a long reliever sort, but I could see Glenn Otto for a Rangers team that might be searching for reliable arms in the bullpen. Glenn Otto could end up filling that role and ended up really being a breakout candidate for the Rangers this year. He did. He, he made some progress last year, and I think the great thing about guys like him and, and other young younger guys is that now you can fit them into an appropriate place in their career trajectory where, hey, we don't need you to come up and start and be under all this pressure. You know, can we find a, a, a spot that makes sense for you in the middle of the game in, in a relief role? And, and hopefully that'll allow him to, you know, grow. Some of the best pitchers in, in baseball history have entered the game like that, not being ready to start. And they figure it out while also being able to help the team instead of going out there and getting slaughtered every fifth day. That's a fantastic point there, Dawson. And, and I was hoping just for the comedic value, I was hoping they were going to have as the Rangers breakout player old Ian Kennedy, uh, who's just getting donged on left and right. right <laughs> yeah, now. well, I would have that would have been pretty amazing. Ian Kennedy's a, a wily old veteran, so he's had his breakout moment in Major League Baseball. And I don't. I think that it's probably he's just working you, on some stuff. Right? Why would you even yeah, wish absolutely. that on somebody yeah. like that? No, he's just working on. Or stuff. you just hoping just that working Wol- on stuff, right? Yeah. You, were you hoping that Wolchuk would have to re? Evaluate what the story or how he was going to lead this segment. Oh my gosh, Eric, you're right. It, it is Ian. <laughs> it's Ian Kennedy. All of a sudden, Woolchuck's just making up Rangers like breakout guy. Yeah, no, I, I've got to read about. Oh, the Athletic actually has Ian Kennedy as, uh, yeah. as, the, as the breakout. Who would be your breakout candidate, Woolchuck, if you're going to do one? Mm, for me, I might go with Leody Tavares. I think this is the year Leody finally puts it mm. all together. <laughs> Gino Smith <laughs> much style. Like, much like Reggie went with Gino. If he does, holy crap, this this team could really do something special. Like if Leody can marry the defense ability and just be an above-average bat, 
Mm. That guy, that guy could be something special. Yeah, and I don't want to be too early uh, on him, but I do think like, Ian Kennedy again. Maybe, maybe Ian Kennedy. <laughs> no, I mean Josh Young has that potential. Certainly I mean, does. Yeah, that, and, and that's and he what we're all today, hoping for. Health is the re- is the thing with Josh. Like if Josh can be healthy, because that's been you know what's held him back. That's the theme of this whole team right now, man. Can we get some health? Can we stay healthy for the first two months? Come out of the gates on fire. Put something nice together, and then be buyers at the deadline and and really propel uh, propel yourself into the into the playoff chase now we got a couple of good texts in terms of injuries they've had 682 personal trainer uh they were a trainer as a marine was demonstrating a lift and moved a guy's hand under a plate stack set down the cable and his fingers were caught under about 42 pounds mm. he apologized and asked to make sure he's okay and said i'm a i'm a marine we don't feel pain there you go and yeah. he was like 225, lean as hell. Like, dude, I think that that would hurt. I would. Yo. Uh, yeah, come on. It, hell yeah, it hurt. It all hurts, dude. You, yeah. If you're just putting on, if you're just putting like a five or a ten pound plate onto the bar, and you smash your finger onto the plate that's already on there, and they kind of sandwich, and it's yeah. not even that big of a deal, your your finger, like on your fingernail, will hurt for a month. Um, eight one. But you should handle pain like a man. You know, it shouldn't just be <laughs> Marines that are capable of doing that. We're all okay. Like. You cry or, or you show discomfort uh, because of, like, emotional pain or major life events. But physical pain as a man, it's got to be pretty substantial, I think, to get some sort of a reaction. You ever stub your toe coming back to the bathroom at night? Yeah. And just and you want to die? Like, just, like you go down I'll to one knee? i a little bit. Oh, I do. Yeah. I drop some serious stuff. Wolchuk's got it. Yeah. 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 Dude, I got booby traps. Having kids, I oh, got booby Legos? traps all over oh. the place. Oh, I bet Every you do. room, especially the living room. Oh, Bar- I mean, Barbie. It's just left <laughs> Right. They Lego the years well, I didn't, I had a boy. Yeah. Had Legos were my problem. Yeah, they got these Lego-like things, and it's a little bit more rubbery, but still really hurts. I mean, it's just booby trap after another. My feet get torn up in my house. And you're right, Dawson. I, I was proud of myself when I found the blood on my heel like four hours after getting See? clipped at the at the Kroger. I was like, honestly, that's the. If I could have just decided how this played out on the front end, it would be just this way. Yeah. Someone tell me that I'm bleeding. Mm. I don't want to. We determined you, you pull your basket. We determined yeah, that. You're not a basket puller. You bro. are. How did you, you? How did you bleed on your heel? It was. Uh, it was much like much like the the clubhouse fiasco today. A bit of a maybe a rookie mistake. Not he something bled that admirably. happens often. Yes. Thank you. It, it was ad- yeah. admir- admir- Can you say admirably? <laughs> admirably. Yeah. I'd be a cart puller. Definitely a man. Brought us. Thank you. I think eight one seven has the worst story that I've seen here. Uh, was wrestling with his dad. Jumped on his back to try and choke him. Slid down his back to get down. Mm. And he. He had a garbage hook in his back pocket, <gasps> ended up ripping his downstairs mix-up oh, open. Oh, no. Took no. 12 stitches, and he now has a very bad memory. The kid was in sixth grade at the time. Was that Ooh. on the Was that on the, on, on the, on the sack? It was the sack. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, man. it was the sack. That's something that would be on that movie. Remember that show on MTV, Wait, Scarred? If that was on camera, yes. that would have been on Scarred. And it would have probably been up for nominee for uh, most bleeped up clip of the day. Remember when they had that segment? Wait yes. a he was most bleeped up. He was, yeah. he was, Scarred was like and crazy to watch. The most bleeped up clip of the day. It's like I couldn't move my eyes Always a dude like exploding his nutsack like every time. Let me ask you this. He was wrestling his dad? Yeah, he won't. So he, like Roman Greco wrestling grade, where they yeah, jumped on his back, was trying to like, you know, get the I choke mean, hold in. I'm just saying, how does he? Just a little like, manly roughhousing with pops. Yeah, but how did the? How did the the hook get? Was he, he close? Sl- he slid down the back. Yeah, he was, but I guess the the hook was in the back pocket. 
and as he was sliding down his dad's back to like oh, you know, it, it caught just, him. It, clipped, it caught him. It clipped him. Uh, okay. This isn't really an injury, but shout out to the two uh, two one zero says they were born with two thumbs on their right hand, full size. That's actually incredible. I wonder if it's like right next to each other, or if it does he have a, a thumb growing out of his pinky? I think it's probably in between. Or did the second thumb replace maybe the index finger or something? Like, do you still yeah. have five total, but you have two thumbs? That's what I think. Now, it'd be really freaky <laughs> if that was a toe thing. You totally know, functional? Like it, No, like a, you had an extra toe. Oh, you had an extra toe. That'd Just be, for balance? I wouldn't like to see Dion that. Dion would like to talk to you about yeah, that. He, He'd like to borrow one. <laughs> but the, the thumb thing's funny. I didn't know his thing was amputated. Yeah. He's, I didn't know they were well, missing. Just specify the thing, because that can, you know, okay. people might get the Yeah, wrong. Dion yeah, still yeah, has, yeah, he's, yeah, he yeah. could still be hooked if he jumps on the back of his dad's now, let me think. We think. Let me down. just slide in the Mavericks real quick. Goran Dragic has just been waived, so everyone, you know, wants to know, hey, the Maverick connection. So, Brian, do your thing. Get with your Mavs, people. Let's see if there's any uh, desire to get Goran here. They've already, you know, waved and missed on this, swung and missed on this a few different times. Kyrie, shout out to you, sir. He shocked a fundraiser yesterday with a $45,000 donation for kids in Ghana and Nigeria. Kyrie does this stuff a lot, and it yeah. goes underreported. But congratulations to Kyrie Irving for making those children, uh, making their day yesterday. And we've got some gift ideas for Luca. Get him some beer. Uh, we know he loves that. He loves Bad Bunny. If you want to go see that, this is from the Dallas Morning News. And how about our friend, Kelsey Charles? Chuck! Getting him all geared up in that Western gear. Maybe he yeah. needs some more Western clothing. They put that out there. And apparently he's a big Overwatch fan. So Ooh. maybe if you want to get him some, some Overwatch skin and Overwatch too. But uh, Luca's 24th birthday is coming up. And a happy birthday to Luca. Yes, sir. Thank you, Wooly Bully. It is the G-Bag Nation live in Surprise, Arizona. Rangers still leading the Rockies 4-3. Josh Young is back at the plate. Swings very aggressively. Okay, uh, Michael Gelkin live up their rears, Josh. from the Combine is joining us next year on 105 Through the Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back, Nation. Hope you're having a great day. We are live in Surprise, Arizona. Spring training coverage brought to you by Sonic. Mm, good. This segment here is brought to you by Soda. That's state-of-the-art. It's brought to you by Window Nation. Go to windownation.com and by the Frankels. There's a reason you need a special license to drive a big truck. So companies that hire drivers and put them in a big truck should be held accountable for what happens when one hurts you. Frankly, you need Frankel and Frankel. Consultations always free at truckrec.com. Michael Gelkin, Morning News, live at the Combine, joins us now here on 105.3 The Fan. And a good afternoon, Michael. How you doing? Good afternoon. I'm doing well. How y'all doing? We are doing outstanding. It's been a busy week at the Combine already with Steven talking so much. Uh, is, is this event 
more about like a free agency and personnel preview than than the draftable players for for a lot of you writers at this point. It is, and it might find it might sound a little backward, but I might go the entire week without speaking to a single draft eligible player, and that is not because the draft isn't important, uh, but when you just look at where we are in terms of the time of year with free agency starting. Uh, March 13th is the negotiation period. March 15th is the end of the league year and start of the new one. There's just so much tied into that March 15th date that, you know, and, and plus you have every agent, you know, so many coaches, scouts, uh, all, really the whole league is, is here. It's like this huge, big convention type conference. And so if, if you're not focused on networking and if you're not focused on free agency, uh, you're missing out on a great opportunity to get a better sense of this team in the league. What was it from uh, Steven's comments today that, that really stood out to you? I think that three is no, not a crowd at offensive tackle, uh, where the Cowboys clearly have the successor in place at left tackle in Tyler Smith. Uh, that pick uh, at number 24 overall uh, has really paid dividends already uh, in terms of what he did as a rookie, not only at left tackle but at left guard. Uh, just a highly, highly impressive young player who gravitated to the veterans in his room, was really honest about his own development and worked uh, through the lessons of, of Jason Peters, of Zach Martin, and of Tyron Smith. Uh, you have Tyler Smith, and then you have Terrence Steele, who's have, having, by all measures, a remarkable recovery from his torn ACL that he suffered, as you remember, back in the Houston Texans game in, in December. And then with Tyron Smith going into you know, a contract year, and, you know, questions of you know, the longest tenured active Cowboys player, you know, what, what do you do with him? And the Cowboys, based on what Stephen Jones said, you know, he expects Tyron Smith to be back. And so that's three starting caliber offensive tackles for the Cowboys uh, at a time when so much of the league is, is really short on talent there. To have those three at your disposal is quite the luxury to have. Uh, amid all the questions the Cowboys have on offense, tackle right now, not one of them. Okay, now what about this franchise tag conversation? Uh, maybe not using it on Pollard. We're trying to figure out who would be that next guy. I think we all consider Schultz to be that next guy most tag eligible. What say you? Yeah, I would just be surprised if anyone but Tony Pollard gets the franchise tag. Stephen Jones is not going to say explicitly that they're going to tag Tony Pollard, and I, I think that's understandable uh, because he hasn't met with Tony Pollard agent yet. Ideally, you're not paying uh, your, your running back, you know, $10 million against your cap, but it gives the Cowboys a little bit of flexibility if that's the case. Uh, you know, you tag them, you always have the opportunity to work on a multi-year contract, and if not, you know, you, you take some time to evaluate during the 2023 season uh, where Tony Pollard is, at, at, you know, going to the you know, fifth season of his career coming off a major injury. So uh, I would be shocked if, if the Cowboys do anything with the franchise tag, but exercise it on Tony Pollard, I believe that is what's going to happen. Uh, the way that when I speak to the Cowboys, uh, you know, just on a background-type level, um, I, I just really get the impression that Tony Pollard is going to be in the building in 2023. There is not even the slightest indication that they're prepared to let him get away. And if that's the case, you place the franchise back on him. Michael, uh, I believe you're going to have Mike McCarthy at the podium tomorrow. Uh, what's the first question that you want to ask him in order to uh, get a better understanding of this team uh, in the offseason? Well, the number one question I have, and honestly I probably won't ask 
at the press conference. We'll be able to get him a little bit after uh, he concludes there. So uh, I do want to ask him about the coaching staff. Specifically, I think one of the most important and perhaps easy to overlook moves that the Cowboys made with their new staff is transferring Jeff Blasco from your assistant offensive line coach to now your running back coach. Not only are you just giving a guy, a, a coach that you believe in, his own room, but you're giving another guy who's a former assistant offensive line coach his room in the run game. And so you have a tight end coach, Lunda Wells, who was an assistant offensive coach, uh, assistant offensive line coach in this league. Blasco, a former assistant offensive line coach in this league. And when you, you combine those two uh, with Mike Solari, your offensive line coach, that allows a lot of continuity to get your run game going. It really, the Cowboys believe, can marry their run game with their pass game, at least in theory. You know, what exactly does that look like? How can that manifest? Uh, not every Cowboys offensive coach is here. Uh, I've told uh, there's, there's many offensive, offensive coaches that are back in Frisco still, not at the Combine this week in Minneapolis because they're working on getting this offense ready. So uh, just asking about Blasco and what it means to marry the run and pass team, I think is an important conversation to have. Yeah, it, it was interesting as he replaces Skip Pete, who was Zeke's guy. And if Pollard's back, you know, Steven mentioned with in regards to Zeke, he's making a lot of money, and he knows that. Do you think that Zeke has played his last game as a Cowboy? Gosh, that is the big question. Um, it's we are. There's a lot has happened thus far at the Combine, yet there's still a lot of combines still to go. I'd probably feel more comfortable answering that question late in the week, which just gives me an opportunity to do a little bit more reporting. Mm -hmm. I I mean, obviously I can say with certainty that Ezekiel will not be back in 2023 under the current, uh, you know, the current structure of his contract. That is a fact. Uh, You know, there, there, something will be done with Ezekiel. That is, uh, you can write that down in in concrete. Uh, So that, that's, that's a fact. We know that, but whether or not it's, significant significant pay cut or if it's a straight release uh, not sure but I mean it's it's a, there's a real possibility that the Cowboys move on from Ezekiel Elliott now, you know, they think the world of him uh, when I talk to people I, all I hear is just what they think of him as a teammate as a competitor I mean it's on and on the praise so if they do move on from him I'm, I'm sure they want to go about it the right way and so they'll be careful about how they communicate that uh, to reporters to Elliott to, you know all involved Michael Gelkin, Morning News here live at the Combine. Cowboys beat writer Stephen Jones asked about being more aggressive in light of the Eagles moving all in a little bit. Uh, you know, A.J. Brown, Hassan Reddick. It didn't sound like they're going to be more aggressive. Do you agree with, with that assessment? And do you think they need to be more aggressive in order to take the next step? I'm kind of getting a sense that some sort of move is coming on offense where they're, they're, they're trying to add – some some juice to, to this offense. They, they think that there's another guy there. Let's assume that Tony Pollard is back. We know C.D. Lamb is back. I think they, they believe that a third guy is missing, and, and they do expect Michael Gallup to, to do more in 2023, coming off the torn ACL, have another year under him. He had multiple arthroscopic surgeries, the knee and ankle. They think that he'll be better this year compared to last year, but they're not including Gallup when they, when they feel this way. Uh, from my impressions, is that I, there's, there's going to be a move here. And it, it, it could be a wide receiver, sure, it'll make a lot of sense. Uh, could be a tight end, uh, you know, if, if indeed they move on from Dalton Schultz, uh, which I think is more likely than not. Um, but, you know, we'll see what 
it looks like and how it manifests and how aggressive, you know, quote-unquote, it ultimately comes to be in terms of what it takes to pull off this move. Could be a straight signing, could be a straight draft pick, but it just seems like there's a third piece to this offense uh, that is missing in terms of a weapon, and I believe that is something that people should be monitoring in, in the weeks to come. Do you expect a guy like Donovan Wilson to be back here? I do. I think ultimately his market will be very interesting. The economics always drives the conversation, but based on what he's shown, based on his value, based on his physicality and, and, and what he brings so much of what the Cowboys want their defense to, to, to you know, represent, yeah, I, I think there's, there's a lot of momentum going there in terms of Donovan Wilson being back. But ultimately, I think Donovan Wilson's a good example of kind of what's been an unfortunate reality where this, this, the Cowboys have, not for a lack of want to, but they just haven't been able to get in front of players hitting the market and signing these guys to early second contracts. Ideally, and this is the history of, of the league, you know, if you want to be a draft and develop organization, I think you guys have heard me talk about this before. If you want to be a draft and develop organization, you, it's not enough to just draft players and hit on those players and develop them into being you know, key guys, you got to re-sign them to second contracts. And if you're wanting to do that, it's better to do it in year three of their career rather than wait until Alec Donovan Wilson's about to hit the market after his fourth season. His value has never been higher. Ideally, that's a second contract because that would have happened a year ago. So that's why, we, you know, C.D. Lamb is the deal they want to get done. Trayvon Diggs is the deal they want to get done. Ultimately, in at least a year, another year's time, Michael Parsons will be a deal that they want to get done. Uh, Donovan Wilson... Not a deal that they got done ahead of time, but, yeah, they'll have a chance to get that done. It'll just be a little bit more pricey than it would have been 12 months ago. Michael, when we last talked to you, it was from the Super Bowl, and the whole thing was going down about Michael Irvin, and you were way ahead of the game on that. Is there any updates that, you know, with the, through your research and talking to people that you can add to the story since we talked to you last time from the Super Bowl? Right now, the latest is Marriott is, uh, recently filed a motion that is saying, you know, we don't own Renaissance because we're affiliated with Renaissance, but it's not like this happened at, you know, a different one of our properties that we associate with our, our brand specifically. And so there's that question that needs to be answered, and that is something that the judge uh, in the Eastern District of Texas uh, will have to make a ruling upon. Uh, we also have a 5 p.m. deadline here in terms of 5 p.m. Central that is fast approaching, where uh, days ago, Michael Irvin's lawyer requested basically a response to um you know they, they basically they want to see the surveillance footage of whatever happened at that marriott uh renaissance uh, they wanted to have any witness statements and any other documents associated with michael Irvin's stay in february and so i don't expect marriott to turn around and provide that surveillance footage or provide any witness statements or summary documents as to what exactly happened uh, but nonetheless, the deadline is approaching. So Marriott, um, I expect, will have uh, some response uh, today in the hours ahead. Uh, presuming that yesterday's motion for them to be just completely removed from this uh, situation because of the Marriott versus Renaissance affiliation uh, didn't doesn't, doesn't obstruct doesn't remove them from having to file that re- uh, response. So there's some gray area there, and ultimately, there's a lot of. I do not have a law degree. I feel much more comfortable talking about football and free agency uh, <laughs> than I do about what's going on with, with Michael Irvin versus Marriott. But that, to my understanding, is the general lay of land where 
really the, the, the judge is going to have to make it some key decisions. One, what is what is Marriott's role in this dispute involving a Renaissance hotel? And two, how soon is Michael Irvin going to be able to view the surveillance footage and, and really get a better understanding of what exactly this female employee at that Renaissance hotel uh, says happened with him? We're getting a, a, a tally all week long, all of our guests. Favorite menu item at Sonic. Favorite menu item at Sonic, according to Michael Gelkin, is what? Oh, gracious. Uh, I, I, I can't remember the last time I went to a Sonic, but their milkshakes in the commercials are pretty good. <laughs> good answer. Mm, good. Wow, he, he seemed a little more uncomfortable talking about Sonic than he did Michael Irvin in the legal case there <laughs> yeah. for a second. Good call, though, Michael. Their shakes kick ass. <laughs> Great. I'm relieved. <laughs> hey, we appreciate your coverage so much and and uh, your insights there live at the Combine. Michael Gelkin, Morning News here on your home of the Cowboys. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care. You got it. Yes, and uh, during that uh, conversation, Marcus Simeon was at the plate there at the top of the fourth, had another hit. He is uh, three for three on the day. Okay, uh, around the rim coming up next, right, Chief? Where are we heading with yes, that? Yes, sir. I got the least efficient jump shooters in all of the NBA, and the Knicks are starting to make me very, very sad. That's next. Thank you, Lucius. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation. Congrats to everybody enjoying a dang near summer day back there in the Metroplex. It's the mid-80s. It's quite chilly out here. It's going to be in the 50s tomorrow with likely rain, but right now the Ranger bats are heating up, and they're putting on a good show here in Surprise. It is time now for Eric Chiafano to take us around the rim. Here we go for the second time in Surprise history. Ladies and gentlemen, we cut the lights out, we put the kids to bed, and while uh, Matthias is up to bat, we go all the way around the rim. Rain dance. Always a special occasion when Marcus Simeon goes three for three in a spring training outing in Surprise, Arizona. Are you kidding me? This is fantastic. MVP. 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 Man, you kind of called it, Walchuk. Hey, man, this guy got going last year uh, as the he season He was my went breakout on. player. He was your breakout uh, yeah, player. Yeah, breakout ball. player. Still not as good as my Ian Kennedy, but uh, that's okay. I think there, you're on to something with that, Eric. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Here we go, Ezekiel Duran. Ooh, easy D. Potentially the only Ezekiel uh, as a professional athlete we in DFW. We might need to pull Ezekiel Duran aside tomorrow in the clubhouse and get a one-on-one with him and ask him if he's okay with the easy D nickname. Okay, yeah, I'm 100% in on that. I will write that down, and we will clubhouse it up tomorrow, hopefully violation-free. 5 o'clock, we'll give you those stories from today. Is this a segment known as Conversations on a Couch? Uh, Yeah, it was a casting casting couch. Me and uh, Nate Lowe earlier today was amazing, right up until I got yanked. Now we have have Giannis uh, calling out KD a little bit in, in very joking fashion, but I don't think KD, I don't think this arrives to KD's timeline on Twitter and makes him feeling all warm and fuzzy inside. Wow, is that wow? Uh, nice, nice joke here, Giannis, who was on the Daily Show and had to read the teleprompter. Tell me if you can tell if Giannis is reading the teleprompter here, but here he is, kind of calling out KD a little bit. Kevin Durant, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> You keep joining super teams to win the NBA title. How about how about we work out together sometime so I can teach you how to carry your own team? Oh, oh yeah, that's that's late night shtick. No question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's reading the teleprompter there. He kind of yeah. a couple of speed bumps along the way. It's hard to do. 
That yeah. teleprompter. Oh, that the teleprompter. Speed, the speed of it sometimes can mess you up. Dominated yeah. me in college. Absolutely dominated me in college. I never had an issue with it. I don't know. Maybe I just got lucked out or something with it. I was very, very jealous and envious of the skill set that Walchuk had uh, when we were at North Texas doing some college television. And Nearly uh, split you guys up. Yeah, it really did, man. <laughs> I was like, wow, this guy is absolutely dominating the bullpen, if you will, when it comes to I the teleprompter. I did dominate my bullpen. Yes, you did. And uh, I was like, wow, okay. And then I, I got thrown on the teleprompter, and it was it was brutal. It was, it was hey, but I couldn't tell. Uh, you couldn't tell my rear end. Hey, so speaking of like super yeah, teams, it was bad. Yeah, guys, <laughs> guys leaving, and I'm sure there's uh, some flubs on YouTube. Bobby Bell. No, there's probably some really them. bad ones out there. Yeah, but you have Damian Lillard talking about going to the super team thing and changing and, and bouncing around and trying to go chase a championship, and he's like, you know, the the grass isn't always greener. You have the Kevin Garnett stories that work out. Of course, the Kevin Durant one. Uh, worked out with the way he did it. But he's like, but then you look at guys like Russell Westbrook. You leave OKC for Houston. Harden Ooh. decides he's leaving. Now Russ is traded to D.C. Then you get traded from D.C. to the Lakers. Now you're on your fourth team in four years. And in your second year on the team, everybody's talking about how they should trade you. Now you're coming off the bench. This dude is a Hall of Famer, an MVP. It's an example that the grass isn't always greener. I think that's a great perspective there from Damian Lillard, who's probably at the top of the charts of, of guys that we look at in the NBA right now like, you should probably go ahead and, and put that that hammer down of, of, of trade me now and, and go decide who your next team is. But there are hazards to that, and Russell Westbrook is a, a living reminder for it. Yeah, it's Dirk-esque is what it is, staying with one team the entire time and building a special bond with that fan base. And, you know, he said he's willing to die on that hill, and it's something that I wish – you know, more fan bases got to appreciate. Obviously, we've been very fortunate here in, in Dallas-Fort Worth with uh, with our top players. But, yeah, you know, I, I think from an organizational standpoint, they got to try to do better and challenge themselves because, you know, they're kind of wasting what is right now an iconic career uh, from an organizational standpoint, and, and hopefully they don't take for granted what he's doing for them. Gavin, as someone who grew up a, a Blazers fan, where is Lillard, like among all-time great trailblazers? You know, that's the interesting thing because right now I, I think he's making himself uh, the best ever mm-hmm. um, you know winning the three-point contest nobody had ever done that hitting a three-point shot there in the, in the all-star game was was cool uh, and then going for 71 but it's his commitment to the town I think he will be the most beloved if 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 not statistically the greatest but you know if you were going to rank him you would say uh, Drexler Bill Walton who did win a championship then probably uh, Damian Lillard from a statistical standpoint uh, followed by Brandon Roy Ooh, oh, yeah. Brandon God. Roy. Brandon Roy. What a what Too a career short, just yeah. taken away. Greg man. Oden anywhere yeah. up there for you guys? <laughs> yeah. Any hey. thought about him? Sam Bowie, maybe? Anything with Sam Bowie you can share with us right now? Here we there, go, Gavin. the troll god. Cha-ching. You know, you. the year after they won the title with Walton, they were 50-10, and 10, and he broke his foot. They, yeah. they could have had a little dynasty going on there. That is, I think Greg Oden had a good two- or three-month stretch at one point. He did. You're coaching right him up that. now. He got us great ratings. And it, it actually, that along with Oregon versus Ohio State in 2010 Rose Bowl after the 2009 season gave us the bump that made – like them pay attention to our show and get me down here. So I, th- I thank Greg Oden for those great three months often. Gosh, salute to you, Greg Oden. Without you or me and Walchuk here right now in Surprise, Arizona, watching Marcus Simeon go three for three, I think not. Greg Oden, you are the genesis of uh, all of our dreams of good stuff. coming true. We're all flowing from the Greg Oden tree. This is absolutely beautiful. Thank okay, you, Greg. Uh, I do want to just say bleep you to the New York Knicks. They have Jalen Brunson. They're riding a six-game heater. Uh, they trade for Josh Hart. They're undefeated since they did it. They uh, go six in a row with the sixth being last night's double-digit 
double-digit victory over the Boston Celtics. They are feeling great right now. Josh Hart says we don't want to make the playoffs. We want to make a run in the playoffs, and I'm just jealous. I'm sad. Uh, I feel like MFFLs all across okay. the country are going, yeah. you know what, this this Knicks success is starting to get under my skin a yeah. little bit. Well, yeah, know. but defensive fatigue will get them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That coach, he runs them in the ground. They will have he nothing. Does. They will have nothing left when it comes playoff time. And how long has it been since the Knicks have won a playoff series? It's been, uh, I believe, a lifetime, Walter. Like 99? With Dave DeBusher? Oh, not 90. that far back. Larry Johnson, Latrell Sprewell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a long Houston. time. I think Carmelo won him a series. Did he? I think Carmelo won him a he first might, round series. He very series. well I might, might have. No, I might be wrong about that. I but don't know, It's dude. been a long time for I, the Knicks. I still have images of Amari Stoudemire punching fire hydrants <laughs> in the middle of a playoff series uh, when they got maybe swept in the first round against a, a, a team in the east so now i do have the least efficient jump shooters in the sport when it comes to points per jump shot on jumpers stop me when you're surprised stop number five lebron james wow fifth worst points per shot on jumpers number no space he's broken number four dylan brooks Oh, wow. the Memphis okay. Grizzlies. He's all talk, man. He, he's there. Oh. He's there. They're enforcer. He's the enforcer. Oh, he's yeah. the goon. He's, he's the goon. goon he is yeah. a goon. Yeah. Russell Westbrook. Congratulations. Nah. No longer manning that top spot as the worst jump shooter in the sport. That's, That's got to make lie. him feel good. He can thank Jabari Smith Jr. for it in Houston and number one. Not the best Jabari, by the way. Yeah, Parker was better. Yeah. Paolo Banchero Uh-oh. of the Orlando Magic has the single least efficient jump shot in all of basketball right now. Everybody loves him, though. Yeah, he started the season kind off of a, so well. Yeah, he's kind of everybody th- talks about him as he's oh, great. What a great pick and all yeah. you know, that. Well, he's got to work on his shot. Yeah, it's not to say that he's been a bad player. He's put up points, and he's done his thing, and I think there's some, some good stuff going on. I mean, he had his 30th 20-point game uh, on the season just last night, and that's the most by a Magic rookie since Shaquille O'Neal did it. So, I mean, he's having a good season, but his jumper needs needs some cleanup. Fair enough. I'll never forget him uh, on the grid there, Martin Brundle, going out and finding. Oh. <laughs> find, thinking he was Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Because <laughs> of the hair. Oh, do we have a lighter sighting? I, I think, think yes. he do. He's got that little hop when yes, he, he warms up. He is thick as a bowl of oatmeal. Saw him in person in the clubhouse earlier. See him even at the mound right now. The thighs on that he's guy. Short he's like, and stocky. Yeah, 300 pounds below the waist. He works the weights. There he is. Uh, he's out there, and we'll tell you about his uh, – is this his spring training debut? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it yeah, is. Spring training debut for Lider and Rocker coming up shortly after. Okay, our spring training coverage is brought to you by Sonic. Mm. Good. Yeah, good. It is time now for an NFL draft big board report. Who did the mocking better, Bucky Brooks or Mel Kuyper? Updated picks for the Cowboys. And then uh, Wooly Bully's top ten coming up just around the corner here. It's the G-Bag Nation live from Surprise, Arizona on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, 
baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.